0: Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Rev. Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever been so excited about something that all you wanted to do was tell everybody? Maybe you had some piece of news or some important announcement to make. Did you notice the wide variety of responses that you received? I remember when Lauren and I made the announcement that we were going to have a second child Some people were so overjoyed for us that it brought us closer together as friends. However, quite a few people gave us mixed reactions. Really? Another one? Didn't you just have one? It's only been 14 months. It can be quite difficult to tell how people are going to react sometimes. Everyday announcements and news items elicit a wide variety of responses. And God's word is no different. Start talking to people about God and Jesus and you will receive a wide variety of responses and reactions. Some people will even respond with bitterness and hatred. Canadians tend to have a different response, apathy. Most people in Canada today just don't care. God's word holds no place of value in their lives. Few today respond to the gospel with joy and even fewer respond with reverence and awe. So how about you? When God's word of salvation and life comes to you, how do you respond? Today, we will see how the Virgin Mary provides a perfect example of how one ought to respond to God's word, even when it's confusing and even when we have fears. Now, before there's a birth, there has to be a conception. Nine months usually give or take a few weeks. That's why today, March 25th, is the Feast of the Annunciation. It's the day when Mary heard the word of God through the angel and conceived. It's nine months until Christmas. A popular Christmas carol describes the setting. The angel Gabriel from heaven came with Wings as drifted snow, with eyes as flame. All hail to thee, O lowly maiden Mary, most highly favored lady. Yes, that young girl in Nazareth, maybe 16 or 17 years old, was sending out wedding invitations when she was greeted by an angel who said, guess what, You're going to conceive and bear a son and call his name Jesus. Understandably, Mary is at first very troubled at the angel's greeting. After all, Mary isn't anybody special. She's from a small town in backwater Galilee. She's not from a family that has any sort of status. She's engaged to be married to an ordinary carpenter, and they haven't even yet had their wedding. An average teenage Jewish girl. Why would God show such favor to her? But then, why should God show you any favor? Mary's response is good for us to examine. Instead of rejecting what the angel said as nonsense, she turned to meditation. She tried to discern what sort of greeting it was. She chewed on it. She was reflecting on it. She started to dialogue in herself. She devoted some brain power to considering it. She turned it over in her mind. What's going on here? Why is this angel in my house? What is God trying to tell me? She asked the good Lutheran question. What? does this mean? Mary's response is not an objection. She doesn't mock or deny the angel or what he said to her. Instead, she starts to mull it over. And as she ponders what the angel has told her, Mary doesn't ask whether it will happen, but how it's going to happen. Particularly since she's a virgin, her circumstances rule out her having children at the moment. Mary had questions, but she didn't doubt the angel. So too, it can be with us. God's word can be very confusing at times. The gospel is simple enough for a child to understand, and at the same time, deep and confusing enough that even the most learned scholars can't plumb its depths. So when you read something in your Bible, in a piece of Christian literature, or hear something in a sermon, or in a Bible study, or on a video on the internet that you find confusing, how do you react? Are you tempted to throw up your hands? Give up? I don't understand it. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I just want it to be simple. I'm just going to move on and ignore it. Or do you take some time and stop and ponder about it? Do you mull it over? Do you ask yourself, I wonder what this means? That's what the word meditate means, to dialogue within yourself, to mull it over, to let it sink deep into your mind and into your heart. Consider with me Mary's response. She was confused. She was afraid. And that caused her not only to ponder what had been said, but it also caused her to ask for more information. The same can be true of you. God has provided you with a pastor who likely holds regular office hours. God has provided you with Bible studies and devotions. During this time of social distancing, there are now numerous opportunities for you to hear God's word on our Synod's website, on our church website. And with the aid of technology and with a few keystrokes, you can ask questions. You can do research. You can seek more information. Sometimes the complexity of Christianity and the realities of life, they raise questions, don't they? How can Jesus be true God and true man at the same time? Why would God permit something like coronavirus to afflict and kill so many? Is God punishing us for something? I know those questions have been floating around. And a question is not a doubt, but it's an invitation For God to come through his word and give to us an answer or a chance to marvel at his mystery. The Bible is the place where God has revealed himself to us. And God can be confusing and bewildering at times. The goal, of course, is not to fill our heads with useless trivia or information, but to help us grow in our faith. If God God has revealed himself in his word, then the Bible is something that's worth thinking about and valuable enough to warrant devoting some brain power to considering. But consider with me then, Gabriel's explanation. Gabriel's explanation to Mary is the stuff of miracles. Think back to the Old Testament for a second. The cloud of the glory of the Lord descended and came down. It covered and overshadowed the temple. And what did it signify? It signified that God was present and that he dwelt in his temple. And because God was present, it made the entire building holy. Remember the burning bush? Remove your sandals, for the place on which you stand is holy ground. Why? Why was the place holy? Because God was there. That's the idea behind the angel Gabriel's response to Mary. This child in Mary's womb is God in the flesh, dwelling in her womb instead of in a temple. Why is Mary holy? Not because she was anything special, but because God was present inside her. With God, nothing is impossible. God can do marvelous things, and he did a marvelous thing. Mary is going to have a son, a human son, who is also, at the same time, fully God, The fullness of the Godhead dwells in the human flesh of this child named Jesus. God has come to save us. He takes up our humanity into his own humanity. Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. That unborn child is Israel's promised king, the Messiah. The angel Gabriel says that he will reign forever and ever. That means that death will have no power over him. Gabriel is doing something. He's preaching the gospel to Mary. In her womb, man and God are one person. And this God-man will die, and he will rise again. And because of his life, death, and resurrection, those in his kingdom will have everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. When presented with all of that information, then, how did Mary respond? She responded with faith. She confessed that she was nothing but God's handmaiden. She was of no particular importance. But when God speaks the word, the word makes impossible things happen. The word created everything out of nothing. God spoke and there was earth and sky, sea, dry land, plants and animals. God spoke through the voice of the angel and Mary conceived. Mary conceived through the ear. Mary believed that God would accomplish what he said he would. That's exactly how Elizabeth explains the situation in the next part of the story. Mary visits Elizabeth, and when they meet, Elizabeth says that Mary is blessed among women. Why? Because blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her From the Lord. Mary believed that what the Lord had spoken to her through the angel absolutely would come to pass. Many years later, while Jesus was teaching, someone in the crowd cried out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that you sucked. And how did Jesus respond to this? Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and Keep it. That's exactly why Mary is blessed. That's why we call her the Blessed Virgin. She's blessed because she heard the word of God and kept it. God's word creates faith. Mary is blessed among women, not because of anything that she had done, but because of God's unearned and unmerited favor. Now, does that change mary's fears put yourself in her position for a second was mary afraid of course she was afraid what would joseph think would he believe her would he accept her or would he divorce her what what would the village say would she be stoned as an adulteress would she have any friends or family what would her family think would she be an outcast all the rest of her days how would she support herself Mary was afraid, wasn't she? It's understandable. But despite her fears, she put her confidence in what God had spoken through His Word. God's undeserved love reaches out to ordinary people like us and is given as a free gift. We have fears and anxieties, don't we? It may be your health. Maybe your finances, might be your job, might be your loved ones. You have fears, don't you? I know you do. But in His grace, God sends His word to you. He promises to be with you during whatever trouble you're, having, you're going through. This COVID 19 crisis has many of us afraid and worried and anxious and on edge. And God says and promises that he will be with us. God, in his word, comforts us. He helps us deal with our our fears and replaces our trembling with the assurance that our sins are forgiven and we always have a place in God's family. Mary didn't earn God's favor any more than we have. That's the confusing thing about grace. It's not deserved. Mary's not favored because of anything in her. She's favored without any merit or worthiness on her part. God's favor is freely given through his word. And we can trust in God through COVID-19 or anything else that may befall us. God's word produces a variety of responses. Salvation is announced to the lost, and many despise it. Eternal life is promised to the hopeless, and many reject it. God becomes man, is born of the Virgin Mary, lives a perfect life, loves his neighbor, and humanity murders him. But in Mary, we see something else. We see the working of God the Holy Spirit. Mary's response to Gabriel's message was faith. Her faith was God-given, and it allowed her to humbly place herself at the Lord's service, even though she may have had fears. It was God's unearned, unmerited favor, which gave Mary the confidence to trust her Him, in the face of whatever dangers she might have come across. Faith is hearing the word of God and keeping it. Faith is believing that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to you from the Lord. Faith is hearing God's word and holding on to it for dear life. The same grace which was given to Mary is also Given to you. It was won upon the cross for you. It comes to you in your baptism, where God declared you highly favored. It comes to you through the Word, where God has promised you eternal life alongside the Virgin Mary in Christ's kingdom. God's Word might be confusing at times. We may be beset with many fears, but by our own God given faith, We respond like Mary, clinging for dear life to the gracious promises that have been given to us through God's life-saving word. And may that peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at Revfen R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.